put your hands together for the late morning program with your host, Nam Ross. All right. I didn't have a tech guy today, so I had to do it myself. Got it. No problem. <laughs> How's it going? Thank you. Great. Thanks for doing this, Culpa. Appreciate it. My pleasure. For those who don't know, this is Culpa Riksha, Kevin Craig, who's a famous tattoo artist. Not famous. Okay, not famous, but a very good tattoo artist. Uh, uh, artist, uh, Kirtania, designer, sculptor, everything. I've known him for quite a while now. He's a good friend of mine. And I really appreciate you coming on because uh, I love your outlook on things and uh, I'd like to hear your story and I think a lot of people could benefit from it and find it really interesting. So um, I just want to start off, like, tell us about uh, your upbringing and about how you kind of contacted spirituality. Uh, sure. I think that would be a good place to start and see where that goes. Okay. So um, I was born and raised on the Jersey Shore, right? Uh, actually, <laughs> we have a map. We have a visual aid. Nice. So right here... Right above Asbury Park was a, a town called Long Branch, New Jersey. Nice. New Jersey. <clears throat> New Jer and Long Branch, New Jersey, probably. This is a native of New Jersey. Yes, Shirley Prabhupada stayed there when he, uh, when he was sick. That's right. Right. Awesome. <clears throat> so I, uh, when I became a devotee. Yeah. Um, and later found out, it was like, you know, it was like, wow. <laughs> it was, nice. Yeah, it was really kind of cool, you know, just yeah. being from this nothing, you know, beach town that I just had just such you know, growing up there just had a dismal outlook on. Right, right. It's just like, oh, I'm never getting out of this place. <laughs> oh, right. At least, at least Prabhupada was there. Mm. Um, so as a, mm, as a pretty young child, I always just kind of had a lot of questions about, I guess, just life in general. I was, um, as I was saying, we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I, my, I guess the beginning of my spiritual path was through martial arts. So when I was 12, 13, 14, around that age, there was a, a local dojo mm -hmm. and that taught judo, specifically just judo. Nice. No karate or, you know, anything else. And uh, judo is actually a sport. Yeah. You know, before it's a, uh, but actually it's a sport before it's a martial art in the oh. sense that it, well, it, it actually came out of jujitsu it's like the sport form of jujitsu. So oh, okay. my my um, sensei at the time, he was actually a philosophy professor of all things. That was like his, you know, what he did. That was his job. Yeah. So he was always, as a kid, he was always giving me these books, kind of these like Eastern wisdom books, little like Buddha saying books and stuff like that. And my first Kind of, if you spiritual, if you will, say was uh, Book of Five Rings, Miyamoto Musashi. It's this book that describes the elements in man in relation to the five elements. Okay. So that was like my first introduction to, I guess you'd say, to Eastern, Eastern things, so to speak. So did did that for a number of years and was just kind of fascinated about, you know, you know, just start questioning things as a kid, like what what is my purpose? Why am I here? Et cetera, and so forth. And then I got a little bit older. I got into like punk and hardcore music. Okay. Skateboarding, like, like heavily, heavily into skateboarding. Spent a lot of time. Um, came from a 
single parent household. Um, my mom worked a lot, so I was kind of raised more by the crowd that I hung out with. Right. Fortunately, I got in with a good crowd, straight edge kids. Oh, okay. You know, so I, like uh, like shelter and all that. Or uh, was it pre, before that? It was it was years before shelter. Okay. Oh, wow. Like youth of today, uniform choice, like all these older. Right. Right. Know, okay. Older, older bands, but point being that. Eventually, and then uh, uh, the Chromags had a huge influence on me. Okay. In terms of, you know, you start as a kid, you get into music. First thing you do is you hear the music, and then you read the lyrics. Yeah. And then, do these apply to my life or not, or can I apply this to my life? So I got heavily, heavily involved with that. Always kind of had a had heard little things here and there about these people called Hari Krishnas. Actually, through the heart, through through the Chromags. Through, okay. through uh, just through the hardcore scene, and it was very like seemed very like kind of mystical, almost like very like shrouded in a way, because mm-hmm. I didn't have any real exposure to any of it growing up. But then my first taste of anything written about the Hare Krishnas was Rolling Stone had done an article, which was like a very abridged overview of Monkey on a Stick. Oh my god! It was called Murder. <laughs> Murder, Madness, and the Hare Krishna. My brother-in-law would never let me read that book. I was like, it was, I was like, can I please read it? He's like, no, no, no. You can read it in a few years. You know, after, <laughs> not not to get off on the tangent, but after I read We're that, all about tangents, by the way. We're should, all about yeah, tangents. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I'll bring you back. After I read that, later I read that book. Like yeah. Many years after, just because I never had access to it. But when I did, I read the book, um, and it... Actually, in a lot of ways, it made me more like, well, just, I don't know what it was, reading that article, I don't know if it was just coming in contact with Krishna's name or whatever it was, I was like, man, this is like, I gotta, (laughs) it just, you know, I was at a point in my life where my life was just kind of chaos anyway, Right. so I was like, what could go wrong (laughs) if I just... If I just get, like, hooked up with the source of madness. You know? Oh, my gosh. And, uh, wow. Interesting. I mean, I mean, yeah, that was really, like, the beginning of... That was what piqued my interest in, like, who are the Hare Krishnas. And then later after that, a um, couple years later... You know, I went through all these changes as a kid. I dropped out of high school, pretty young age. Yeah. You know, like, 16. Like, literally just called my mom on the phone. I was like, I just quit school. And, she, you know, she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you can either pick me up or I'll walk home. I just quit school. So Whoa. They, the guy, um, oh, and you said don't mention names. Right. Because if his name comes out of my mouth, I'll start cursing at it. <laughs> so I won't say his name. But such and such guidance counselor said, you just have to come here and sign me out. So that was that was it. That yeah. was it for me with school Yeah. at the time. And so I stayed out of school. Uh, I got a job with this, working for this older guy. That was part of like used to put on a lot of the shit local hardcore shows. Okay. He worked at a he he ran this pizza place. So I like my first job was like making pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my first jobs as as a kid, and um, so I had this time of where I was like felt like all right, I have to become more responsible because I just made this like really like brash decision Mm. of just you know it was it was like a very like nihilistic decision it was like i don't care what happens after this point so after 
I left school, I got a job, I started working and just stayed really involved with the with the hardcore scene and everything. And uh, so the Chromax had put out the Best Wishes album, which has the famous Nishringadeve picture, uh, Killing Her and Yukashi Poo. Right. And this is like pre-internet, you know, uh, I think it was Walden Books and, and, and Bort, Bort, was it Border Books? Uh, and, port, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very, Borders, just, yeah, very yeah. just limited information. So I'm looking at this album cover and on the back of it, the picture. I mean, I'm just fascinated with this picture. Right. You know, never seen anything like it before. And on the back of the album cover, it says, uh, photo courtesy Bhaktivedanta Book Trust. I'm like, oh, so, you know, putting two, two and two together, if I just go find these Bhaktivedanta books then at least I can find out like what this picture is. That's I'll, amazing. I'll probably find... Yeah, it's not, I mean, like I mean, that. Yeah, I, like no, just I mean, that's just, you know, I mean, that's... Because I'm pre-internet. I grew up pre-internet. That's so right, you, you yeah. had to rely on your <laughs> own smart. your own volition of, like, figuring things out, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so I was, like, going around, and, you know, like, you ever hear of the Bhaktivedanta Book Trust? Like, going to all these bookstores, like, never, no, never heard of it, never heard of it, never heard of it. Wow. And um, so, you know, that was like maybe a year or two. And then sometime after that, I was on the Point Pleasant boardwalk. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because a friend of mine just did a, um, we, we were together. He actually, a good friend of mine just did a, doc, a mini documentary for Vice. Oh. And he actually told a similar story. Really? So, and we were all at the boardwalk one day and this guy comes up to me. And he goes, you're under arrest. Oh, my God. I know. And I'm just like, uh, well, my reaction was just like the longest sigh in the world. Just like, (laughs) God, like, all right, you're going to ask me for money. You're going to do this. Yeah. You're under arrest. I'm from the smile police. And he he shows me this Jagannath sticker. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just like, oh, God, like, you know, who is this dude or whatever? And then, so, you know, so we start talking, and then he has these books. And um, so at that point, I had already found in the bookstore, I found, I think, it, uh, Penguin. Penguin, yeah. As the, the Bhagavad Gita. Mm-hmm. So I had had the Bhagavad Gita at that point. That's what I had found. Like, oh, maybe, you know, you want to go to Indian, you know, world religion section. That's the best that I think I ever really got from any of the bookstores. So then I had my little Bhagavad Gita, and then I met this devotee who was doing books on the boardwalk in Point Pleasant. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, you have the books. <laughs> I was like, you have the books. Oh, my God. Yeah. And and so, you know, I had whatever I had on me, maybe like seven or eight bucks. And then I just bummed money off of, like, whoever, you know, my buddies that were, oh, yeah, dude, you know, give me a dollar. Give me a dollar. Yeah, I got to yeah. get these books. So I got, um, I, got, I, I mean, I, I remember it clearly. I got prob- the soft um, cover Gita. Mm-hmm. Which is just the like English translations, none of the Sanskrit or none of the yeah, just the English translation of the purports. Uh, coming back, higher taste, um, uh, science self real. All, all you know, I just was like almost like begging the guy, Whoa. like like whatever you got, this is all I got. Give me all these. Every books. book distributor's just, dream. <laughs> <laughs> right. So and then and then and then that was it. Oh, and I, I got the. Um, 
the soft cover, uh, I believe it's called Your Ever Well Wisher now, but it was called He Built the House the Whole World Could Live In. It was okay. like the Lil, Lil Amrita. Yes. Like condensed. Right, right. It was soft back. Right, right. In, I've the, seen that, yeah. yeah. into a little paperback. It was like a black cover, kind of like, kind of like red foily writing. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I got that book, and then I just disappeared in my room. You know, I got home, and it was just like, my mother's like, you know, why in your room? I'm like, oh, I'm just reading these books. You know, this went on for like a week or two weeks. What? And uh, and then I read Prabhupada's life story from that version of the book. Mm-hmm. You know, not not knowing how expansive it it actually is after that, but you know, that book was just like the turning. I mean, that like reading that book alone was just like like I was determined to go on this like victory march <laughs> because i was just so inspired like i looked at my life wow and i was like my, i was like i was just like your life is crap i was like this old guy just gets up like yeah you know he's like old at this point the dude's like older than my grandparents <laughs> oh my <laughs> just like this guy just gets on this boat and just just goes for broke you know yeah and and i was like all right i'm going back to school like, I'm like, I am going, well, you know, because, you know, my mother's heart's broken, basically, course, at this point, course, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. you know, what's going to become of her, her son, etc. And, uh, you know, it just seemed like the, like, it just all came to, you know, it, that was like one of the <clears throat> first major paradigm shifts that I had in my life about, like, just do something, right? you know, and whether it's going to be great or not, so what, like, it's almost irrelevant. But yeah. the important thing is that you go out and you actually try to make something happen. So that was it. Um, and then me and a couple friends from the shore that were interested in Christian consciousness, just mainly through the books. And by the way, I found out this devotee, am I allowed to say his name? Yeah, you can say. Prabhupada disciple, uh, Sori. Sorry, okay. Yeah, Sori yeah, Das, yeah. who I later met in Vrindavan, like years, years, later. years later. And I was just like... Oh my God! You're the guy. You're the guy. You're the reason I'm staying. You know, I, I mean, he I was the one on the point. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Because I got his name when he was, you know, and oh, okay, I, I remember yeah. him saying like, and we 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 all called him like Shar. You know, we didn't really know how to, you know, pronounce. Yeah, pronounce her. But then I was like, a hundred, I saw his face and I was like, that's the dude. Yeah, he has a distinct. Look. Yeah, and I just remember, you know, getting like just hyper emotional when I saw him. Oh my god! It was like, oh, like I'm standing here right now because of you. Like just this whole like. What yeah, was his so, reaction? Do you remember his reaction? Yeah, he was just like, yeah, you know, the, you know, this is, you should, you know, go take Dart. You know, he was like very like sober, just kind of like, Passing you know, it take, off. yeah, just so, you know, really nice. Yeah, I just, you know, amazing experience. Yeah. And um, so we started, we would go often to the, we'd go to the Brooklyn Temple. Mm-hmm. My first temple I went to actually was the first time I, I met. Hare Krishna devotees after that were was we all a bunch of people just piled into a car we drove down to DC mm-hmm. there was this um, like weekend hardcore music festival going okay. on called the Fall Brawl and um, I won't mention names but I can remember the devo- but it, again I met devotees there who okay. I still know to this day okay well you can mention them from, if you know them yeah. today yeah um, uh, a Jaini Thai Chinese he was he was a Brahma he was a Brahma Charya. They were handing out like peanut butter cookies. Right, Johnny Tai. Yeah. So and then you know I so then I just started interacting with the you know it was like ha- kind of like happening in my life where you know every couple weeks or every month it it just became 
prior to that, it was invisible. Hmm. You know, like just anything to do with Krishna was invisible because. But then I once I tuned into to it, then here and there you start seeing little little reminders. Of, right. You know that. And then, so after that day, after that weekend, I mean, we were just like, you know, one night, it's like we slept in the car. One night we snuck into someone's hotel room. So then the last night of the weekend, we're driving back and um, I, we were in, we went to Philly mm-hmm. and we, somehow I, the, the car I was in, they were just basically like, Philly's as far as I could take you. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll just find my way you know, two hours home from there somehow eventually. Yeah. And then um, I actually ended up at a new Vrindavan temple, which on South Street across, you, you, do you remember where the old Govindas was? No. You, you know, that store Garland of Letters on South Street? No, no. So it was it was still Hari Ashva's place. Yeah. Right? It was like his, you know, obviously his place. Yeah. And um, they were like closing or something, but they were having the Sunday program across the street. It was, you know, you had these like, two things and I just assumed that they were the same so we, that was the first I guess a temple it was more like a preaching center mm. it's like really kind of like well done they had these huge pictures in the windows like these like huge I don't even know where you get something like that printed back then it was you know it was like one picture was like Krishna like I just remember everything clearly one picture was Krishna one was Arjun it was just kind of like Bhagavad Gita scene and um, you know and that and that was that so just anyway to cut out the details um and then i went back to high school um got a job working at the hospital at through a friend i was working in the kitchen like just like washing dishes and doing the stock room for the kitchen uh, for the hospital kitchen and i was going to the temple regularly in brooklyn mm-hmm. just we would go up stay for the weekend go like friday night go out on harinam Saturday, you'd go to like, you know, some like house in Long Island. People, oh yeah, yeah like, oh, I love those. Yeah. Great, great. I remember just, those. Yeah, just like get in the car and we're gone. You know, back to Kevin, get in the car. We're gone. You know, we're gone. Yeah, and you just end up at somebody's house that you don't know. <laughs> you hardly interact <laughs> yeah. with them. Like you know, it's like. Um, How old were you at this point? I was, I was like, um, probably had just turned eighteen. Wow. Okay. Because I went back to school when I was eight. I was like 18 when I went back. Like I, I graduated high school when I was 20. Okay. Because I, you know, had taken like... Some time off. Yeah, I took like two years off. Right. Um, and they, they wouldn't let me... I obviously, I mean, I just didn't have enough credits then. So I, I had to start the 10th grade over. Mm-hmm. Which, which was fine, actually, because I got really super involved in school with... You know, that's when schools... that They don't really have them now, but... When I was in school, they had really good elective programs. Right. Wood shop, metal shop. Oh, yeah. Print yeah. make, like, you name it. And I just maxed out on all that stuff. Oh, you know? yeah, definitely. And uh, I, my family, my family, like my biological father, my mother's stepfather, I grew, um, grew up with the influence of just working with my hands my whole life. Okay. So that's how I got into, really got heavily into art and building things. Um, and when I went to, when I was back in high school, my, what I thought I was going to be, I wanted, I actually wanted to be a woodshop teacher. Hmm. That was what my like dream was. Cause uh, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. I was like, I you know, that. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, pa- still a passion that I have now Right, is woodworking and stuff. So 
but what happened was I ran in, I was, I went to some countless show that, you know, show at Middlesex, I remember where I was, it was at Middlesex County College. I run into this kid that I know from skateboarding and, and he's like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, man, just, you know, same old thing. He's mm-hmm. like, you want to come over and get a tattoo? I was like, yeah, dude, sure. (laughs) So that was essentially, so, you know, the following weekend, you know, his like mom went out or whatever, and he just happened to have this tattoo equipment. Oh, man. So (laughs) that was the beginning of that. And very shortly after that, um, you know, he's like, oh, yeah. And that's, that's what stupid kids do. And there's just so much evidence of it today. Yeah. You know, kids just tattoo each other when they get the opportunity. Right. So it was uh, <clears throat> shortly after it was like, do you want, you know, you want, you want to, you know, you want to do a tattoo on me? I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, so the thing that happened with the tattooing, how I got, how I feel like I really got into that was that tattooing, you know, like the machines, you know, you were, you, you know, you were at the shop for a little while. With yeah. Me. Um, Those are that was a great time. That I, was I a, loved that, that was time. an amazing time. I was like weekends, just drive over on a Sunday, like take care of the shop right. and like almost you know kind of witness the few almost fights the, and stuff. The kind of people that come in there just, is like, oh man, just madness. Such just great, total, great times. Thank you for that experience. I appreciate that. There. Yeah, it's yeah, a good experience. Absolutely. Anyway, then you were saying yeah, no, and then okay, so then I have this tattoo machine in my hand, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I just realized that the principles of the tat, it, to me, I was already good with tools. Right. Like, because I had all this just life training growing up. Like, right. with, you know, when I was 10, my grandfather would just be like, the tools are over there if you want to go make something, you know, like oh, power yeah. saw, <laughs> just like whatever. <laughs> so, nice. so the tattoo machine was like nothing at that point, you know, yeah. from a point, a mechanical point of view, I was like, oh, this thing makes perfect sense, you know, for right. the most part. So I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm always going to be a work in progress artistically, but from a technical point of view, it was almost instant for me. Yeah. So I just jumped on it and I started it as a hobby in high school, like went, went to New York city again, pre-internet, you had to like literally go up stairs and then go knock on a door. And if they'd like, you know, so I found a, this guy who's still in New York city now selling tattoo supplies, but it was a very small operation then I bought a professional tattoo outfit kit and then um was working you know tattooing people in the, in the school just like tattooing the kids i went to school with <laughs> whoa and and um right out of high school i got a job really yeah i got offered a job from a uh, someone i knew from the hardcore scene mm-hmm. whose father owned a tattoo shop mm-hmm. and the rest is history as far as career-wise you've been doing it for for 20 since not so 26 years Dang, Almost, 26 years. Yeah, um, like the spring of 92, I started. Like right before I graduated high school. Amazing. It was like when I started. And then <clears throat> shortly, and then that summer, I just walked right into a job tattooing. Wow. And, and it's just been, you know, it's been my career. Yeah. I've done other work. You know, I've got other artwork related stuff. But, you know, it just as far as... Um, more like commissioned work not really having not going to look for it but if somebody's like dude can you do this for me sure yeah and you know people generally pay me for my stuff 
That's great. The the um the Back to Godhead did that article a few years ago yes. on on uh, Madhava. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Not not Madhava uh, wrote Smolin. Madhava Smolin, yeah, yeah. He wrote, wrote that wrote article. What do yeah. you think of how that went? Did you hear anything of what people said um, or like? You know what was funny about? See, my take on tattooing. Although I under you know it's I guess from my perspective being in the business and you saw what it really is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. it's not Miami Inc. Oh my it's god. Not, he used to tell me that every day. Right. He's like you're like this is not this is not uh, Miami Inc. What are you doing? Like and I was like you know expecting some cool people to come in and like uh, make friends with them no, and stuff. No. no. What type of guy dropped his gun? And yeah. Stuff? Right. It's just it's right. It's I mean there's so many st- Tales from the dark side from the tattoo shop, and that especially that area. Yes, absolutely, like, and that's and that and that's what it is, you know. Like that's um, so. Keep talking. I just yeah, want to go ahead. And uh, so, with that said, um, at that point, I can get Nimai back on. At, at I I would say at that point when we did the BTG article, I was. Um, yeah, I mean, I want to help devotees in any capacity. Yeah. Although, my take on what... I, there, I mean, you can make anything spiritual. Right. You, you can do anything for Krishna. <laughs> as, as, you, as far as you want to stretch it and say you're doing it for Krishna, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. I, myself, personally, I don't see any... Any... Um, any problem with, like... People getting devotees getting tattoos. Of course, it's not you know it's no big deal. Yeah. But my day to day experience is it's spiritual in the sense of you know of a karma yoga sense. I'm doing it for the purpose of supporting my family and trying to right you know use the results of my work towards just supporting my life and and my family and stuff. But the day to day experience the there's there's nothing. And there's people that'll hate me for saying this. There's nothing intrinsically spiritual about doing <laughs> tattoos. Oh, and, and, and I'm okay. I mean, I'm cool with that. Other people have other opinions. Mm. I mean, you can make it. I I enjoy it, and it's really my passion for the yeah. cr- for the craft of actually just you know I don't care what I'm on a day to day as far as it's what I do for a living. I don't care what I'm doing. Right. Like I don't care if it's a picture of Krishna or if it's. I mean that's always nice. Yeah, yeah. And I get devotee traffic constantly. Yeah. You know, you oh, know, totally. Yeah, people coming and going all the time because I'm like in that area. I'm the guy, you know close to New York City. Yeah. I'm the guy to go to, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a lot of a lot of close relationships with devotees through the tattoo shop. I made, I've introduced countless people to Krishna consciousness. You know, through tattooing. That's I'm, I'm, I'm that's very, amazing. I'm very. Um, you know, you know my boss. Yeah. He's totally cool with who I am and what I do. Right. And he respects it. And um, so I've never had any, you know, I don't have a problem talking. You know, I have all my little, my corner of the room with pictures and there's always books and little yeah. things. And, you know, people ask questions and I don't have any problem discussing. Because you're sitting it's, with people yeah, for so long. Yeah, you're spending you a lot the... of, like, close personal time with people anyway. And yeah. people, generally speaking, want some sort of interaction beyond just, you know, who won the game. Or, you right. know, people, right. like, people like to talk about things that are interesting mm-hmm. or, or hear something or hear a new perspective. 
uh, as a person from like my Agurmaj Hiswani Swami, when I talk to people, I always think WWGD, what would Guru do? <laughs> what would Guru Dave do or yeah. say? Right. So it's a really good opportunity. And he was such like a loving person, and he, you know, he really liked. He really enjoyed from the time that I spent with him. He really enjoyed talking to the common person. Right. You know, you could just oh, see okay. it in his face. Like that was like his thing. You know, he really? just like, yeah, he loved it. He just loved being like a genuine person and just, you know, seeing, oh, like, and that's how I look at the people that I deal with. It's almost like a fun challenge. Like, can I crack this nut? Yeah. You know, like every person that I meet. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, can I? In terms of, and you know, nothing heavy, but make you know you you have to be genuine with people mm -hmm. and and then you have to explain who you are where you are you know you explain to them exactly who you know i i don't come up with some false pre pretense that i'm this like holy man or this or that right um i have a lot of um person you know uh a lot of if if affections were a lot of affection for the Bhagavad Gita and what it's done for me you know it's like it's really the lens that I look through hmm. every day right and it's uh, it's really when when you kind of just loosen up with it and and you stick to the principles and then you just kind of improvise the details that need to be there at that moment to communicate with somebody. Right. It becomes very easy, actually. I, I find it very easy to... Explain that a little. Like, to, loosen up, meaning... Um, no, uh, like, uh, just, just, I'm very much be myself. I don't right. try to act like I've achieved anything more than anyone else has. Right. You know, like, in... My, my, my approach to communicating with people, I always try to keep it on the level of that we're just equals in yeah. the sense of we're just, you know, kind of like we're just having a conversation about this. Mm -hmm. And um, what is that called? The Socratic, di uh, Socratic dialect? Like uh, Socrates had this, had this way of almost where you ask people questions mm. you know about who you are and what do you do right to bring them to a point of like a higher understanding oh, about. okay so that's really really helpful mm. when just you know just dealing with people and you know a number of people they get <clears throat> sometimes i'll give them books yeah or you know countless people you know we always have kirtan on in the shop or you know or just, yeah you know i'm i'm i have a lot of um not uh like i'm really into bajan music mm -hmm. you know i'm a big fan like you know we know agarwal right and um like uh, pandit jasraj is like my favorite you know oh, really? so this is like going all the time and people hear these things and they're just like oh what is this you know yeah so it's always a good way just to parlay you know yeah yeah uh, a good parlay and i remember people into, would ask about yeah, the music they, yeah, they or they ask about a picture yeah. or something so it's yeah so in in that way to me that's the most spiritual part of of the job is just communicating the essential ideas of mm -hmm. of just of a Bhagavad Gita in terms of I like to kind of get people to tell me like what's your one problem uh -huh. and then I give them 
I try to give them this, like, however long the session of the tattoo is. Yeah. I see how many, like, if it's a three-point program, a five-point program, or something, of, like, how they can improve their life. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. It's fun. That's great. It's fun. I love it. That's really awesome. That's, like, one of the parts that I genuinely enjoy about my That's job, great to hear. Yeah. Just interacting with, like, so many people. Whereas a lot of... A lot of people are just like, I can't break it down these people. Yeah. Oh, like other tattoo artists. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there, you know, there are some people that have a more like jaded approach to it. But right. Yeah. So as far as your, you know, then after tattooing, beyond tattooing, you were also like an artist and sculptor in different ways. You made your own Jagannath deities and and right. And um, you build Rathiatric carts and things like that. Well, yes. Whatever I can. See, all of that stuff came from, what is, what's the saying? Uh, necessity is the mother of an invention. Invention, right. So, what happened with, so th this is the one point that we were talking about before that we wanted to make sure to address. So, sure. I've always been fascinated by the social history yeah. of, of, of ISKCON. Okay. Okay, that's always been... Not in a not in like a romantical sense, like oh it was better then or it's gonna be, but you know, not think of it. But just look, you know, I I, I read all those books. Yeah. You know, I read uh, Lilamrita. You know, I, there's so much history in those books. And yeah. Just, you know, I love all the when somebody puts out like, um, you know, uh, like the Transcendental Diaries, or so, you know, there's just so much like history in those oh my God, yeah. books of like, who did this, when and where, yeah. these little details. So that stuff's always fascinated me. And one of the, you know, I was just amazed and I've just been amazed and inspired all these years by hearing all these stories of, you know, like how the first deities came to be mm. and these devotees that built Rathiatric hearts. Mm. And did just did so many amazing things. All the DIY that went on at New Vrindavan. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's that it's the whole real, It's just amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's and maybe to the person that doesn't understand that what went into that, not that you t you take the beauty of it for granted, but you don't really until you have that mind to understand what goes what went into building all that. It's mm -hmm. hard to really appreciate what went into all that. Definitely, yeah. And there is. Um, that is all those art artisans and craftsmen that did all that stuff. That's a really important, you know, everything beautiful that we have in Krishna consciousness came from somebody's hands. Mm. The deities, all that jari work that goes into making all those outfits, things, you know, insane dresses. So yeah. a lot of my travels to India, you know, I've been there you know, numerous times over the last 20 years. It's always been part of my trip a big part of my trip as much as i can get away you know for what i want to do right is always like go meet up with go make friends with the local shopkeeper take me to your secret lair i want to see how, <laughs> how you how this is done yeah you know just because it's just it's beautiful and it's amazing the fact that so much you know so whether the whether the people doing it realize or what they're doing it for is regardless the art in a theoretical sense that mm. it is just amazing and it needs to be preserved. Mm, definitely. And the more of that, that we can do here ourselves, you know, not that we want to become independent of anything, but it's, it's a good engagement. 
you know, to be able to do these things yourself and to get Definitely. people to get people involved. Um, my my involvement with uh, you know the Rock Theatre car, the first one, it just came out of a need. And how did I get the idea for it? I saw the cart they use at Kitanagari. Mm. And I just looked at it and I was like, I could do that. <laughs> you know, not, not diminishing it. Of course. But I, I understand, you know, in construct, there's only two principles. I, one thing that Christian consciousness has taught me is you can just live your life by principles. And, and, and there's all different categories and types of principles. But if you just understand principles, you can apply them to everything over and over again. And it just works. Like give an example. Well, like construction, there's yeah. two basic principles. Okay. Which is plumb and square. If you can get those two things right, you can build anything. Plumb and square. Plumb means that if you have a weight, a string with a weight on the end, and when that thing stops moving, that's plumb. Okay. Means it's, it's at a perfect, at a perfect vertical. Right. Right. And square is, generally speaking, is the strongest angle that you can have in you know, building all the walls are square, the tables built on square. Right. Right. So when general, when you look at things from that point of view, like, you know, general construction, it starts making sense. So, you know, I, like I said, I was already, by the time I was, you know, seven, I remodeled, I had already remodeled the kitchen with my grandfather. Mm, wow. it, it's like, you oh. know, so, you know, we're brought up in it, you know, yeah. just brought up in it. So it's, um, so we needed a Rathiatra cart for the Indian Independence Day Parade mm. that we, on Oak Tree Road. Yeah, of course. Yeah, right. So that, that was like the first time that we, um, you know, that we needed that. So I figured it out and I had taken all these, you know, Krishna or super soul just set you up in life to succeed later, I believe. Mm. So that first Rathiatra cart. I had done, you know, all the ordering. I built literally. I live on a dead end. I built it in front of my house, pretty much single-handedly, and I did all the sewing for the canopy and everything because I I took sewing in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like home ec. Know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, like home ec. And then myself and my wife, we took a. We actually before we had kids, we we took a sewing class because we were like into making deity clothes and stuff. Wow. So we, yeah. Like, you know, this was like before life got crazy with kids. Right. And five children, by the way. Five children. Amazing. Yeah. I'm going to touch on that later. Sure. And then, so we have the cart and now we need deities. So then the next thing came about. So why don't you just order deities? Cause you, cause <laughs> why? When you can make them. When you can just make them. <laughs> What's, why go through all the... All the hubbub. You're so unique. I'm telling no, you. No, no. So what happened? That, no, I I can tell you everything. How it happened. So, yeah, please. So Brooklyn has this massive. You know, they have that big juggernaut that they bring out every year. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the minute I saw that, you know, I just walked around at 360 degrees. And I was like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is so like I could just make. You're these. like, no, 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 yeah, yeah. Like all the calculations just happened within like maybe like you know like literally within five ten seconds. I was like, uh, this is like such a like a no brainer. Really? And, yeah. I mean, yeah. From a point of well, because it's to go not to go overly in, into the into the process, but like that. So the deities that I made, although maybe 
in the earlier days of ISCON, they could have been installed. But now with you know the DD ministry up the ante on a lot of right, of things, course. which is understandable. Yeah. Uh, but the DDs that I made, and I made, I actually made a few sets of them. I made the large, uh, two sets of large full size ones. Right. Jagannath Baldev, Sudarshan. Yeah, and uh, Sudarshan. Sudarshan, yeah. And then I made two, three small sets after that. Um, so what? They're basically carved foam. Mm-hmm. Kind of built up, constructed carved foam, wrapped with fiberglass cloth and resin, sanded, you know, sanded to like almost like a glass finish. Right. And then just painted. Amazing. So, and that's essentially what that Jagannath in, the big, big, big Jagannath in Brooklyn is. Right. So, I just made them. Where are all those sets? Uh, the first set is with my godbrother. Sri Vrindavan. Okay. And then the other set, which we use at the temple for like Snanyatra, and they still use for the Atlantic City and um, Oak Tree Road Rathyatra. Oh, they're still okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like those are the deities that come out usually. That's great. Um, they are at uh, Krishna Amananda's house. Okay. At, at who we go to his house and do kirtan. Nice. Like a couple times a year, so I get to see him. Cool. Um, tell me a little bit about um, like meeting your spiritual teacher because I know that had a lot to do with just your development and your spiritual life. And right. So, what happened was I had been coming around to this, you know, just going to the temple and stuff. Um, so I had heard from my now god brother about this guy who was holding these like meetings in this kind of like brownstone-y type of house down in D.C., mm. who was once, you know, I couldn't get like a whole, it was, just, he, it was always like, oh, you just got to, you got to go listen to this guy, you got to go listen to this guy. It was like that type of thing. Mm. So, you know, there's a little bit of backstory there. He was, he, you know, he used to be with this con, now he's kind of doing his own thing, yada, yada, yada. So we go down to 9th Street in, um, the DC area and we walk in and we just there's just these people dancing like we're at this like African festival <laughs> it was like it was awesome it was like amazing it was wild yeah, I mean that's the only way to describe it you know like, like we just showed up in the middle of like whatever was going on and it was all these people kind of like Afrocentric you know, like dashiki, you know, rocking those like dashikis, which kind of look like a kurta, but it's like, like a really long, long, a long yeah. kurta. Yeah. And um, so there we were. Lo and behold, did, little did we know we met our spiritual master. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, Bhakti Chirta Maharaj, who was w- well known at that time as Swami Krishnapad. Right. That's what everyone had, you know, that's just the name he, he was, that he went by. Like locally within the within his group, and he was doing a lot of kind of these outreach preaching programs, like Howard University, and he'd go to these kind of like um, spiritual bookstores, and he would do. So, long story short, you know, we just started to hear him. You know, yeah. we we would go, and the people there were really super inviting and just like really really friendly, mm. and they had deities. You know, I had this little altar set up. Which were his Radhashama Sundar deities? That, 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 you've seen them. I've seen them, of course. Looks yeah. like they're dancing. Yeah, really, like really cute. Yeah, really beautiful. And 
you know, it was it was interesting because my wife, you know, at the time, just who I was as a person, e- e- even when I was into something, I, I, I was able to just kind of like take it or leave it. You know, where like, God, this was an amazing experience, but not much attached to it. Like, mm. eh, if it never happened again, I'll just, you know, big deal or whatever. Right. We stayed over at the you know, close by that night because we got invited back the next morning. You know, mm-hmm. we were already devotees, whatever, but we were like, yeah. yeah, yeah, this is cool. We'll go check out your morning program, see how you do it, type of thing. Right. So they had, um, you know, little, you know, like the later, the the original late morning program <laughs> around, you know, 7 o'clock or whatever it was. Yeah. And then shortly after that, uh, a Guru Puja. And my wife had said, Right, and this still stuck me to this day that, you know, she was like kind of freaked out because you're doing this like like push punjali type of thing, you know, the group, this teacher guy is sitting in his chair or whatever. Right. And although we had both been around a little bit, it was still kind of like we just weren't ready to take any of those, you know, that it still seemed kind of like a little odd or something. Yeah. And she said that she kind of like against her, you know, she was a little reluctant. But she went, she offered flowers, and she paid her obeisances, and she said when she looked up, that was it. Like, you know, she wow. just, she said, that's it. I knew, like, I was going to be with this, like, like, he was it. Wow. He was the guy. Hmm. So, in some sense, as much as I was inspired in my own way, I kind of followed her lead. Yeah. In one sense. And, um, you know, she's, she's the one that got me to start chanting 16 rounds. Wow. Yeah, you know, I was just like a lazy, you know, I just liked the food and the music and, you know, the <laughs> art. And it was like, it was cool. I could go there. I'd always run into people, you know. Yeah. You know, we, we were just like kids living in the city. She was, you know, we, we, we moved, she was going to school and on the Upper West, um, sorry, uh, Midtown, Manhattan, uh, West Side. And, you know, we were just kind of hanging out, you know, having fun, like going out every night, riding our bikes, going to movies, you know, just stuff you do in the city. I was like tattooing part time here and there. Wow. And, um, you know, and then we just kind of started getting serious, you know, as a as a couple, Mm. I guess you'd say we got super involved. Uh, Best days of my life. There's so many people I can think of without mentioning names, but we all kind of lived gravitated towards the same neighborhood we lived in park slope and we all got involved with 26 second avenue like when 26 second avenue made its comeback kind of right it right? was closed for a number it, of it years. was closed for a number of years and uh the brooklyn temple had kind of like secured it again as a property mm. and leased it right you know they took out like the lease to get it going again and then some devotees did some renovations in there and we were just had, you know, it was like maybe four. It was almost like every other night, like every other night except, uh, I guess Sunday, because then we, everyone went to Brooklyn. This was like before the Bhakti Center, right? Was of was was what it is now, right? So it was, you know, Second Ave was there. Was the was the was the sanctuary there? Sanctuary was on Eighth Street. Oh. Was the original sanctuary was like still on Eighth so Street? So was it hadn't even moved to Twenty Five yeah, First yeah, Ave yet? It hadn't really moved there yet. Wow, yeah. that's a, that's a while ago. Yeah, it was a long time. I mean, it was like twenty five, like oh, almost twenty five years ago. Amazing. Um, and then yeah, we just got really involved there. A bunch of us like cooking. You know, like we used to cook 
we'd cook in our apartment and bring the prashad on the subway like in one of those like laundry carts and rubbermaid containers oh my god i mean it was like the best days you know you, something something that i that i always hear from people is like um you know how we used to do things like in Krishna consciousness and now how we do them now. Do you ever feel like, oh, you know, those days were so good and now it's like this or in, certain in, like Yes, that? in one sense, but I, I refuse to become a victim of like romanticism. And yes. Romanticism yes. is the idea that everything was better than it is now. So many people get into that trap of, of thinking like that. It's it's understandable because, of course, you have sentiments, you know. Right. And, I mean, it was great times. I mean, those were just great, awesome times. You know, all the heavy hitters were, were still in Brooklyn. Like, the Kirtan <laughs> was just, yeah. like, I mean, it was just amazing, you know. Of like, course, like yeah. You know, they literally had a crew there. You know, it was, like, the A-team. That's what they were, you know. Is that, do you, did, did they know, call like, themselves that? No, that's just what everyone called, you know. like those The A-team? Tell me about about that well you know who they are it's like all the old dudes like urge swat oh. rakesh you know all just bhakti vinod oh yeah uh, you know you know um uh, uh Ahavala, yeah you know just all just big jack dudes just, <laughs> just killing it you know for like just killing it for oh man yeah you know, those were the days those were the days in the sense you know those days were the days yeah. of that time period those were the days but as things move on and evolve you got to look for what's good here and today too and if if you're not doing that then you're gonna miss out because it's it's always going on you generally th genu genuinely think like that it's always going on you don't think so I'm I mean, just, you have to look for it. You have to look for it, yeah. But there was that era. And then, you know, I I wouldn't claim to be that I was there for it. But I had, I definitely was in Vrindavan when I, I entered. Was, you know, I visited Vrindavan. Of course. I was in his room. I was here. I was there. Yeah. Plenty of my friends were, you know, had, you, know you and... Yeah. Other guys heavily involved in 24-hour kirtan. I mean, that was a movement in itself. Yeah, right. So if you looked for it, I think you would find it. Right. Right? Yeah, and, I think and, so. And beat myself, even though we're friends, and I've literally known you since you were a little kid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've seen all you guys come up. Yeah. You know? And just, you all did amazing things. Yeah. Kirtan and... You made your own contributions, right? And and they're you know, and you're having kid, you know, you have a kid now. I have kids, so yeah. we can only hope that it that it continues. Definitely. Like, what what I have to pass on to my gener to my kids are the things that I do. Like that's what I want my kids to be involved with are the, you know, getting involved with the plays, you know, building stuff for the. I, that's what I do. That's right, yeah. Build, you did that for the dramas. Make, and make drama sets and do stuff for deities. Brilliant. And so I think when we're all contributing in that way, you know, it's what's, what's to... When those things were happening, you weren't think... When the quote-unquote best times of your life were happening, you weren't thinking like, man, this is like... I mean, you were thinking this is great, but you're not thinking like, oh, the future's going to completely suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you just, I think it's just all the way you perceive it. Right. Perception right. is so important. And one of the greatest things that I've learned, one thing that 
spirituality has taught me in general is just be grateful for the times that you have. Just, you know, gratitude goes so far. It just takes you so far in life. Yeah. Just be grateful for the, the, the people and the things. Definitely. And um, You've been married for tw almost 25 years now. Yes. Well, been with the same... Well, we've been married 23 years. We've been together 25. That's fun. It's been good. That's fantastic. Yeah. You must have some... Can't, can't, can't complain. Yeah. Well, you... there's one secret. Please. That's, for me. That's what there's I want to hear about. That's what I want to hear about. And it was, it was before I was initiated. I was at a wedding. Yeah. That my, that my grandmother had presided, had uh, presided over. Yeah. It was, and it was in the DC area. And he had said, this is the one thing that stuck with me. This is it. This is like, if there's one thing I can do that I can hold on to, he said that a, re that a relationship is a competition to see who can serve the other person better. Wow. A relationship is a competition. Yes. But, uh, to see who to can, see who can serve, serve the other person other person better. Better. So if you just and that gets filtered through your head a lot of ways, and you try to wrestle with that in a lot of ways, uh, yeah. and you try to minimize it in a lot of ways. Yeah. For myself, whole like I've just held on to those words since he said it, and um, that's probably been the thing that always made me feel like no matter I mean I know she's put up with me right and she's she's not hard to get along with <laughs> <laughs> she's actually she's actually pretty easy to get along with yeah yeah um so I know if there's been any problems it's like 90% been me wow throughout the years another one of your Gurmarjish principles in a relationship always see if there's any issue always see yourself as fault consider yourself minimum to be 50 percent of the problem right right be be the the idea behind that principle all the all these you know these are all written in his books his right. like kind of aftermarket books leadership right. uh for a higher age of consciousness the right. spiritual warrior series mm -hmm. beggar even you yeah. know like beggar series yeah the idea behind that of at least being because then at least you're being honest with yourself and you're not just fault first of all it removes fault finding like and it automatically brings in the sense of community in the micro sense the community be, being between you and one other person oh at micro the very sense. okay you know in like in a very mic micro micro right it, it interaction of course so if you can at least think mm, maybe i did do this maybe i did do that and just be honest and and all all it takes for honesty is like humility mm. so if if we're nurturing like humility within ourselves it's so much e quicker and so much easier to get to a resolution right rather than just kind of like looking at your watch like man when's she gonna get it together <laughs> It's just, you know, like, so, you know, and it, it takes time. I'm not, you know, we've, you know, 90% of it is what we do to ourselves up here. It really is. Of course. Yeah. Um, but it also has to be from, from the other, from the other person's side well, as well. Absolutely. To, to speak on the books, on his books, there's another 
from the first beggar, the first beggar book, there's there's a passage called "There is no imperfection in the spiritual world," right? That's like one of the entries. Yeah, and it 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 describes the idea that if we can't get it right here. Like, if we're not getting it right here, the way we interact with other people, yeah. you are not going back to the... You're, you're not going to the spiritual world. Such an important point. Because and so simple. It's so simple. Because oh there God. is... The title of that entry, there is no imperfection in the spiritual world. Yeah. So, unless we're perfecting ourselves here, we just don't possess the car. Like, we don't have the qualification yeah. to be there. Like you just don't. It's just you just sorry. You know it required a hundred percent, and you got ninety nine. And is this mostly referring to like relationships? In the, uh, well, in that passage, it I I I would the way that I read it, it's more much more about your internal work. Internal like work, right? really. What you, like deep internal work? Yeah, just really being honest and. But yeah, but it, of course it extends to relationships. Mm-hmm, it, it extends it extends directly into uh, relationships, and not just not just your friends, not just your temple president, your side, it everybody. Yeah, just the people you know, the people you meet on the street. Definitely. Because until we, when you develop yourself in such a way, when you purify your heart. Right when all the anarchists go, or if they go at some point, mm-hmm. then what's left is just such it and mm. And then when and when that's there, everything's you know. I I heard. I heard um, someone give a class once, and they described the word sincere. Right, like gave a definition. Yeah, you might know who I'm talking about if I. But maybe. Uh, you know, it means the the root of that word comes from when they would make marble. Yeah, um, it's like a, a Latin word when they have mar- it. So they would fill the marble with like wax to hide the imperfections. Right. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So, and so ultimately, the point of that is, is that is like how many, how clean do we get it? Because if if it's ninety, you know, like the old ivory soap commercial, ninety nine point ninety nine four percent pure. Well, there's still some impurity in there. Yeah. But to be a hundred percent pure, it's a long, you know, it's it's good that the bar is that high. So you don't ever, if you're honest with yourself, you'll never kid yourself into thinking like, yeah, I've, I've arrived, I've made it. Yeah. So I, I ultimately it's by. Uh, it's by Krishna's grace, but we have the responsibility within ourselves as devotees to always strive for that. Definitely. That's great. Great advice. Um, so you have five children? Five, five children. How has that been and how is that, how is, have you used your, you know, how you deal with, you know, how the principles of your spiritual master has taught you and everything to use that in the way you've parented your your children who are now older now they you know the oldest right. is is in college right and... um it's it's been interesting in terms of you know they're they're really 
I feel very fortunate. They're really good kids. You yeah. know, they want to be devotees. You know, a lot of it is they're, they're figuring it out. You know, one thing I, this is just my parenting. I don't re- maybe recommend this. Yeah. I almost felt like I'm going to just be a devotee. Yeah. And see how much of, I mean, I'm always going to bring them to the temple. Yeah. But I, I just, I had it. From the day one, like, I'm not going to force these kids to do anything they're not ready to do. Right. In, in, the, in the, you know, I'm always going to insist that this is how I live and this is how your mom lives and right. this is what we do. Yeah. And there are certain rules, you know, like, you know, you're not going to McDonald's with your, you know, like, you're just, you know, there's the set principles. Right. 100%. There's mm. the set principles of what we do. But I'm not going to, like, force my kids to do X, Y, and Z. I'm not going to force you to chant Japa at five years old. You don't have to have a Sika. You don't. Right. Blah, 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 blah. With, with that being said, it's been going really well. You That's know, awesome. they're, um, you know, they're in school. They're all in school. They're in public school. My wife works in the school. She's with them all the time. There's yeah. other devotee kids in the school. Right. We're, we're fortunate. And, we're just trying, you know, everyone in the town knows who we are and what we do. You know, we really, Oh yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't go around preaching, but we like, we don't, I mean, my, my, my son's, you know, my youngest son, his name is Ganesham. <laughs> it's like, he's like, he's, you know, from Western, you know, he's as white as this wall. It's like, it's, there's no, like, we're not like, I'm not hiding who I am or what I, and, and and again that's another opportunity. You know the the thing funny with that like that type of social that type of social interaction that I find. Oh my gosh. Pe- well, people you know, to me it's almost like a tongue in cheek thing like like yeah, I'll engage. Like you want to talk about this? <laughs> let's do it. It's like let's do it right. Let's do it soccer field right here on the bleachers. Oh my! And it, and it, it never. Tell us a story or something about uh, that. Uh, my wife's a little more reserved than I am. Yeah. But to me, it's just, dude, that's who I am. Wow. You know, that's who I am. These are who my kids are. We're the Craigs. We live in this town. We're vegetarians. You know, we're strict. We follow this. We do this on Sundays. That's who we are. Love, you know, take it or that's leave such, it. That, that's so fascinating it's to just, me. Like, okay, you're the Craigs, but you, you know, you have Indi- all have Indian names and you're vegetarian. You're just basically like an Indian family, yeah, we're just but, like, yeah, we're but you like, don't look like it. No, we don't look like it. Right. It's, like, it's great. I mean, in, in one sense, that's like who I am as a person. Like, I don't like... I don't like, um, I don't believe in, uh, um, you know, confrontation in the sense of starting trouble with people. Of course. But I do love confrontational discourse, so to speak. Really? Yeah, I love it. My my wife's the same way. I love it. I'm like Lagima. Like, I don't... (laughs) Like, don't ask, don't tell. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I, because what am I going to, you know, I mean, you're going to, see, because the thing is, they know anyway. So they're going to form their own opinion. And I'd rather just try to influence their opinion positively, not for my sake, because I'm, I'm, dude, I'm like, 
I roll with 200% confidence <laughs> everywhere I go. I love that. Not, no, but not, 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 as, not from an egotistical point of view. It's it just, this is who I am. And this is what I represent. And I have to be strong. I have to show that quality wherever I go. Because that's how I want my kids to feel. Right. You know, like I'm never going to back down about what I believe or why I believe it or what. And it doesn't mean it has to come to a, a knockdown, drag out fight ever. <laughs> like you're not going to tell me or make me. You're not going to convince me your way of life is better than mine. What I've been doing for almost 30 years now. Yeah. 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 You know, in dealing with the public, it's just that way. Wow. And, you know, the other thing is when you're when you're when you're dealing with people. Especially in America, yeah, they people only in. I, I've had this conversation so many times with devotees. I think you might have told me this. People only respect authoritarianism. If you come at somebody like just super hard, just like I am not backing down from. Really? Yeah. Then they have to res whether they like it or not. <laughs> like I don't have like. You know, like this is this is who we are. This is what we do. You yeah. know, this is what we're doing. And no, my, you know, like you will have eggless cookies at that at that school party for my kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we, we've been I doing. Love that. No, I'm just saying we've been doing it for. You know, we've been. Part of it is that's how we started. That's how we started our our family. Like if yeah. we're going to be a part of this town or whatever you know yeah. every, everyone in our town's cool but from day one you know we we just that's kind of just how we we went into it and we're a good team together me and her you know it's yeah like of we course 100 like have our have each other's backs in terms of yeah so yeah it works out well that's so cool and then just r raising um the kids uh i always say for Every pound of discipline, 16 ounces of love and affection. <laughs> <laughs> so, you got to stay on them. You yeah. Just, you got you to gotta, you gotta stay on them. Would you consider yourself of, like a friend? Uh, I'm able to change, yes, but I'm really able to change gears. Right. Like, I, like... I can like it can go south real quick. Right <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. you know. And it, but it's good because then they, I think they, they, they res, you know, they know as like they can trust me. Yeah. It's always everything's in their best interest always. Definitely. But just you know, I mean, we're running a big show. We're running a bigger show than most people. Five kids. So if 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 one one kid can throw the whole trajectory off, like. <laughs> I'm like spiraling out and way out into space. Right. So you know everyone, everyone's got to know their role, and they just gotta, and they, and they do it. Yeah. And yes, <clears throat> this is the other thing that I learned about parenting. No means no. Yeah. No means no. If you say no, it's got to mean no. Although if you, if you say yes, then you're obliged. At the same time, so, oh yeah, you know you can't hold make, you to it. Yeah, well, no, to yourself. Oh, to you, yourself. You yeah. have an You you have an obligation to follow through. If you tell, yeah, like you can't just give your kid lip service. Right. Like if you say you're going to take him to the movies, you better take him to the movies. Don't just say it to 
you know, keep yeah, them yeah, happy yeah, yeah, whatever it is. And that, right. So, in that sense, yeah. But it's you know, it's been it's been good. I never thought I'd have kids, and I had kids with the idea of something that one of the something in ISKCON leader said is that we should I said this a long time ago uh, but it, another thing that always stuck with me is that we, we have a responsibility to increase the Sumper Daya from within totally and it's it should never be looked at as a burden you know and while you're doing it it's it seems like such a long road I feel like that so much. Although it can be an enjoyable one. Yeah. In the sense that this is your opportunity. That's how you have to look at... That's how I look at my life. Is I look at it as opportunities and what I'm grateful for. Mm. So... That's a brilliant way to look at it. I try to... I really do. You yeah. Know, I, I see my... It's just an, it's an opportunity for me to work on myself. To become a better person. A loving person. A caring person. A caretaker, a provider, like these are the things. If again, if if you can't do it for your nearest and dearest, then like this is the practice. Like Krishna is just a theory at that point. Mm. Like this is your chance to. Yeah. Like if you want to love baby Krishna, <laughs> you got the chance to do it for like real in a yeah. in a percent. You know, from your human perception first. Yeah. That's so brilliant. Take advantage of it. Definitely. I, I, I always, you know, being a new father, I, I, I sometimes uh, I think like, oh my gosh, such a long, is this the start of a really long journey? Yes. But, but you know, what you were, I overheard when you, when you were talking to Tulsi earlier about like, you never had any like regrets or never had any, like, that's so powerful. It's but never it, seemed... It's and never at any point has have I ever been like, oh my god, this is so much, I can't do it. <laughs> wow. And when I say can't do it, I mean every day I'm like, I can't do this financially. <laughs> like every day in my life, I'm just like, God, how is like this boat not sunk yet? Wow. I, it, it's expensive, and as they get older, it, you know, it obviously it gets more. Yeah. You know, the yeah, difference, yeah, yeah. the difference between baby clothes and teen clothes, price wise. Right. You know, and kids hit teen years, they literally eat double of what they were eating when they were, it's just part of it. And times, you know, I have like a force multiplier against me, which is, <laughs> um, it's like, so yeah, so I work a lot and I'm fortunate. I feel grateful that I have a job that I enjoy Yeah, and I have good people around me that just support my efforts and that's great. So we're kind of coming to the end now, and I haven't hit even anything that oh. I kind of really wanted to super get into. So we're going to have to do a recurring guest. Let's do it quick. Now tell me what you want to talk about. No, no. I wanted to talk about your paradigm shift and then uh, that you were discussing before oh. we started that. we And also just your relationship with um, kind of uh, being a Western bodied family in in ISKCON North America that's predominantly Indian. I just wanted to see your views and what your experiences have been. Uh, 
Do I have five more minutes? Yeah, yeah, five minutes. Sure. But 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 <clears throat> another thing is you have to tell me you have to promise me to come on again because I want to oh, also yeah. de- de- dive well, into just, it. Well, just turn the camera off and then we'll start it over again. <laughs> You can you can just bank an hour. Right, that's a good idea. We'll change shirts or something. We'll change shirt. We'll switch. Right. Um, Whatever from that you want to comment on. Sure. Well, it definitely has its challenges, and that's part of the paradigm shift that I'm having. I'm seeing that it's for me. It's very easy because people are people, no matter where I go. That's just who I am as a person, whether they're like in the same way that I met my spiritual master in the midst of like what seemed like an African-American celebration. It was just like, oh, this is cool. Right. Whereas if I go to the temple or, you know, even our temple, you know, CNJ, it's almost exclusively Indian. But for me, they're just people. They're just devotees. You know, a lot of it's different. I'd say cult. They're bringing their culture in. It's not really the established ISKCON culture, if that makes... That's true. You know? That's true. So, the ISKCON... It's the only real differential for me is more the ISKCON that... What ISKCON was when it was much more international, so to speak. Right. Although I could speak for an hour on my thoughts and views of how it got to that way and i don't think any of it's bad that's what i wanted to talk about but we we'll do it again we can do it again but somebody somebody's got to keep the show going and right now it happens to be indians so you better be people better be (laughs) grateful for that the hinduization of iskon that's I, I I hear I hear that also right. like people you know they're saying oh you know there are too many Indian people and this and that but I was like saying like okay in the in the in the nineties uh, and kind of like two early two thousands when like no not, not not then when the eighties or something when when everything kind of like hit the fan like how did this thing continue going it right. was because the Indian people were there to be like okay like we guess we guess right. we got to do something about it who. Or my one of my deepest appreciations for Indians is just how psychologically they're just ironclad. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. They can just endure anything, yeah. like any any situation. I'll just come back. Yeah, they just keep coming back. You know, and and it's there's just this ingrained, just this quality that's ingrained where it's just. Focus on the goal, you know, stay focused on what's important yeah. and, and, you know, all the other stuff, kind of all the, the if bad, if you will, or whatever it is, all the, the drama and the chaos it just comes and goes, but you can actually remain fixed in your service. Yeah. And I've seen, I mean, I've seen people do that. A lot of people. And it's mostly a lot of these like really my, one of my biggest inspirations for my model, my own model of keeping the family together is is just that whole Indian family dynamic. Like when I, you know, that's my idea of when I get older, like I want an extended family. I want my kids to have kids who have kids that have cousins that have, right. you know, if I get stuck in Iowa, all I have to do is make a phone call and go stay with. Hotel, Patel Motel. Yeah, yeah, just because they had the Patel Motel, right? Yeah. Which, yeah. 
So, yeah. So. Okay, we'll d- we'll dive in that more, but that's that's a taster of what okay. I'd like to talk. Sure. About. That's great. Sure. So, just a quick fire few questions. Where sure. do you see yourself in ten years? Ten years, Bhakti Priya and Ganesham will be in their twenties. So we'll, your youngest. Yeah, we'll be gone. <laughs> Who knows where we'll be? But it will not be in Spotswood, New Jersey, because they will all be old enough. The first one of those five kids, I'm going to have a key and the deed to the house. And whoever has $1 to make the sale official can have it. And we're gone. That's where we are in 10 years. Traveling the world. India. Yeah. that's We've already talked about it. We've really? Already, we already looked into buying that. You know, there's that... Um, like that airline ticket you can buy. You can travel the world as long as you go in one direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's happening. Oh, my God. That's happening. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, your biggest pet peeve? Um, well, I do have dogs. I hate dog hair. Okay. You hate dog hair. I hate dog hair. That's your biggest pet peeve. Yes. Okay. Um, if you were stranded on an island uh, and you only had to bring three things, what would they be? Uh, Leatherman tool, yeah. which I have on me at all times, right. as it is. So maybe that's a given. I don't know. Because yeah. with that, you like I could just build a house or a <laughs> boat to, to get, off get off the, the yeah, get off the island. So yeah, right. <clears throat> um, that I definitely some sort of waterproof copy of Bhagavad Gita. Right. Something that would survive <laughs> the journey there and back. That would be very very important to me. And maybe like a waterproof harmonium. That would be pretty cool. Nice. That'd be pretty cool. Nice, yeah. nice. Something awesome. Like okay, great. Well, I just like just wanted to give you my appreciation. Uh, you're you're really uh, a great example for us young grihastas and married people, and you have five children, and and your outlook on things. I mean, you you showed it in this conversation about you know how being honest and being humble and being grateful is such a big part of being a person and and i see that in your example and i really appreciate that and i'd love to have you on again Uh, always and uh if anyone wants to get in contact what's your instagram uh my instagram is k v n craig c-r-a-i-g which is it's kevin craig without the e and the i okay and you're you're on facebook right i'm on facebook it's uh kevin craig dot 130 it's whatever name they gave me okay Kevin Craig dot one thirty seven I think right right okay cool couple of rickshaws Kevin Craig thank you so much and thank you for everything hey always awesome awesome conversations the reason I wanted you on because in the shop we had so many great conversations we, oh man the shop the best the like shop. what do you call yeah. shop talk shop talk awesome yeah, we stuff didn't, we didn't even get to that we, we didn't even get to that but that. anyway this this uh, thing will continue and uh, sure I love that you made the trek over here and uh, yeah, thanks, no thanks again yeah. Okay, take care. And tell your parents I said hi. Yeah, I will.